I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And on today's episode, we are going to do Q&A, something we haven't done for a couple weeks. So we're going to get into your questions as we're only two weeks away from the National. So hopefully some timely questions about the National there. But I think we want to start with what's on your mind. I feel like every time we start this segment, Tyler always looks super focused. So I think it's only right we start with you, Ty. What is on your mind today? Well, what's on my mind is that we got a lot of time together upcoming for the crew. I'm really looking forward to Thursday. At first, I was like, damn, we got a lot of travel going on. There's a lot happening in the world. But then I'm pumped to go Thursday. Then we're going to slide into Atlanta, see a lot of different people. Another thing that's on my mind is LeBron James, Topps Chrome. Really just trying to find its new kind of price. I'm seeing sales for 18K yesterday, 21 16.5, 16.5, 20.0 all in the last couple of days. Also saw that some Steph is popping back up. And so, yeah, I, I'm fascinated with what's happening. I won't call it high end because I know that's more of a base life in your world, right? Yeah, just the overall collectibles market. We've gone through these kind of cycles, our cards dead, everything. But I mean, record sales through Golden, record sales on Heritage. There's a, it just feels like times are healthy at the moment. And we're heading into back-to-back big shows. I'm excited. I'm upset with myself because there was a Devin Booker Purple 9.5 on eBay that I, I think was listed for eight. I made an offer at 6,500 the other night, and he relisted it for 15 grand. And I wish I just took it because that card, as everyone knows, I'm really trying to acquire. So that's uh, that's what's on my mind. If there's one thing I'm on the hunt for in Dallas, in Atlanta, at the National, it's Devin Booker Purple Prism. I'll say it once. I'll say it again. That's what's on my mind. I was excited about the PSA pricing for the National. It's 250 a card, up to 5000 declared value, and then up to $10,000, it's $600. And after that, it scales up, obviously. I will be interested to see how long that pricing survives at the show, because I'm sure it is subject to change. And I've also I also noticed that there's only a fifty dollar upcharge for a four hour service, which was confusing to me because like if you're gonna pay two fifty at the end of the show, why wouldn't you pay three hundred to get it in the next four hours? I couldn't figure out. Is that only available for that option, or is it only, or is that available for that option, or just available for the end of day? I didn't even see that, so I I didn't read. It a says whole lot right here. It. Also, keep in mind that PSA is offering a special four hour express on site service for an additional fifty dollars. That's crazy. Express orders with more than five items are sorted to additional fees. Wait, you're telling me P- at National, $300, four hours, raw the, raw the slab? That's what it seems like? Unless I'm reading this wrong, right? Because it seems like... That would almost... It just doesn't almost... It, like, it doesn't make sense. So the thing is that it's under... Actually, I might be wrong about this now that I'm looking at it, because it says on-site autograph authentication. So maybe it's the autograph Often. stuff that they gotcha. can do for four yeah, hours. Just That's possible. Yeah. 
that's possible. Either way, I think the two. So I wanted to ask you about the two fifty for end of the show. Do you think that survives very long? I feel like that's going to be gone by the end of the day Wednesday. That's pretty quick, right? If you're trying to get something express, that's that's a two hundred fifty bucks is not bad. No, no, that's. I expected it to be double. Someone asked me yesterday how many they think, how many cards they think are going to be graded, and I went low, but I'm also not sure if it's low. So let me let me get your thought on how many cards they're going to grade in Chicago, so I can see where I was at that price. Sure. How many cards will they accept at that price? Two fifty or six hundred. It's tough. And now you have to think about they have to get them done by the end of the show. It starts so like, Wednesday and Sunday. Yeah, I and they have to get done by the end of the show. So that means they're probably going to stop accepting by like. Thursday, Friday, 2,000, 2,400, 2,400. I said 5,000. Yeah. 2,400 would be crazy though, bro. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess you probably got people working at the hotel. You probably got people. I said 5,000 cards by the weekend. Thousand a day. You're telling me they can't get through a thousand cards a day. I think they can. That seems low. If you think about it, I feel like after all they've been through, after all the logistics, all the planning, I mean, even zippers, like, listen, PSA is ready. I think 10,000 cards, 10,000 cards. But Lou, did you mention, like you were, you were reading something and I caught it. Did you mention that it says like express orders with more than five cards would be like. No, no, no. That was the, that was the four hour thing. Okay. I was like, if that, that would be interesting if they were charging more for like larger orders that would keep order like volume down. Well, so here's the interesting part, right? So you, in an, in a previous world. Everyone and their mother would show up with a bunch of their base cards for 250, but they're not going to do that now, I don't think. So that, in theory, keeps the volume down. If you're there Wednesday or Tuesday night, when you know, depending on when they start accepting them, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, and you can get some, I mean, my thought is like, can you get it graded? And if you're one of the first people to drop it off, can you get it back and still do something with it before the show ends? Because if you can, you might be willing to take advantage of that. Like, I'm just thinking, let's say it's Wednesday at noon. Dealers are there. The official show hasn't started, but you can drop it off, right? Could Would it make sense for me to drop off something, maybe not a base card, but something that I could, that would add value by grading it, that would allow me to get it back soon? Because you would assume the first batches aren't going to be that long. The first batches are going to be, what, a, yeah, a day? Yeah, in theory, they should go fast, yeah. You would figure they wouldn't be very long, so can you add yourself some value to the card and get it back where you can still sell it by the end of the show. There was, might be some things I might be willing to take a chance on if you told me I could get it in early. If you're telling me that I can submit my Lamello base prism for $250 and I'm going to sell a P- No, right. It's a serious thing. And I'm going to sell my PSA 10 for 500 bucks. Is that worth it? What's a nine do? I mean, got to play the law of averages on that. Totally, hundred percent. We sub six two fifty a card. PSA nine. There's an offer accepted two seventy five, so it's lower than two seventy five. So if you get a PSA yeah, nine, so you'd you lose get money basically. Yeah. So like, if if the if the rookie card costs you about seventy five bucks, which is what they do in gradings, you have three twenty five and a nine. You'd you'd have three twenty five in every card. So if you, yeah, I mean. It, You'd make two fifty a card on tens if you got five hundred a piece for them. So if you could send in six seven fifty up versus seventy five down, I mean you'd make some money. You make about five hundred twenty five bucks, I think, if the math is right. You'd lose seventy five on the nines. You'd lose. You'd make two fifty on a tens. That's plus one seventy five. Five and a quarter. So like, 
But you'd have to get at least 50%. So my point was, in theory, that, that means it's not worth it to do it, right? Like, for the most part. Do we agree on that? I mean, if again, if you scale that up and you, you're saying you can get 50 It went for 170. It sold for 175. The oh, PSA I thought it did two fifty. No, it was offer accepted two seventy five. It uh, sold for yeah, one seventy five. That's a much different conversation, right? So then, yeah, so now it's you're not down one hundred and fifty dollars. So now, so it's you'd not only worth make a hundred dollars if you got one nine and one ten. Mm-hmm. So for every pair, you'd make a hundred bucks. Interesting. Probably not worth the risk. I wonder, but how I think there out. will be things that make sense to sub at that price. Totally, and I think it will be very. I, again, I expected it to be higher. So I there's definitely going to be a lot of interest in that at the show for sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah. What's on your mind, Ryan? If you say the national, I'm gonna throw mm. up. <laughs> That's definitely on my mind. I can't believe England blew it, and I can't believe Otani blew it. Like that was sad. Last night was great. I mean, Jokic, shout out to him for not blowing it. But like, England should have won. Is that true? Should they have won? Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch. Yeah, they should have won. Sancho, Rashford, and Saka all missed PK. Well, do they play better? They were the they were the better team, but they were should could would. I mean, they they blew it. That's so. why Pete. I don't know if this is like a like a hot take. Penalty kicks to determine the winner of a championship like that is horrible. They can't just keep playing forever, though. Like that's, yeah, they can. You're just fatigued. No, they can't. To the, the the field is huge. I mean, we could talk about it endlessly. Like the manager blew it. He overthought the whole thing. He missed a huge penalty kick in his career. So, like, this was his moment, and the whole thing. Sokka shouldn't be on the field right there, right? It was the first time he ever took a professional penalty kick in his yeah, life. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, Sokka at 19. the fifth spot. And the whole country, they haven't won in 55 years, and they throw this man out there. The disrespect. Yeah, you put or the ultimate there. trust. If you, like, there's another way to think of it, is that they trusted him, like, immensely. I know, but, like, the pressure on that kid. You gotta let the man live a little. I agree. It shouldn't have been him. And then but, the two previous guys, Sancho and Rashford, he wasn't playing them all year. Like, these are grown men that get paid, like, $100 million, like, that have confidence and ego. He doesn't play them all tournament. All tournament. Well, they didn't sniff know. the pitch. Like, and, and then they're supposed to go on, and, like, they don't, they don't even have half a sweat going. They don't even have a heart rate. I feel like if you get paid $100 million to play soccer, you got to come in and bury a fucking penalty kick, especially if you're Marcus Rashford. But, like, put it there's, in. There's enough guys on the pitch that are already sweating like the upside is you make it great keep moving the downside is you miss it and you're dominated i mean that's a good point but i could understand sancho and rashford being up to being you know chosen to take the kicks i thought it was like there was there was somebody better than soccer literally brought them on with 15 seconds to go they literally said you're not good enough to play they brought them on for the pks yeah which is Make Insane. the kicks. There's an argument to be made that you should make them if you're Marcus Rashford. Agreed. Okay. Would Agreed. you bring a goalkeeper off the bench in hockey that did not play all playoffs in game seven to be the goalie in a shootout? If the goalie was Those like. Those are two different things. Why? Yes. Why? And if the Why? goalie was Flurry, I probably would. Or like someone like that. I probably. Or like Henrik, I would. Okay. But Henrik's over the hill enough that he can't play all game. Marcus Rashford's over the hill? I guess you just said I didn't say that. <laughs> I guess no, I wanted, but, but it seems yeah, like I'm it. with Lou on this. Like, if, if no, listen, like Ty, I think I compare this more to basketball. There's three seconds left, and Ray Allen's on the bench, and you need one shot. You're putting Ray Allen on the game. Okay, how about this? What about if you had two 90 percent free throw shooters that have been playing all game long? 
They're fatigued. I'm okay, bringing Ray Allen. No Put chance. Ray Allen. Allen's in the back rim. There's no, no chance you're pulling no, a Ray 90. No, Ray Allen's not hitting the back rim. No, bro. He over. He was by the book. Like, if you watch the thing, the second the penalties start, they were cooked. He's, like, in his spreadsheet, like, going crazy because he missed the kick when it mattered Ty's most. Ty's not a spreadsheet guy. Not, like, in, in PKs. It's like, yo. Yeah, you're not a big advanced metrics guy. It's understandable. That's a fair position to take. No, no, no. I'm a, not a Billy Bean type guy. I respect advanced metrics. I don't think you can not that pick much. and choose your advanced metrics spot. How about that? That's fair. That's fair. I'm with you on that. And I think that that's what they got caught in. Understand. You tried a to over-advance I just hit. figured out what you were talking about. I understand now. That's my point. That's like when Aaron Boone, when Aaron Boone's like, hey, what's up? I'm just going to keep pitching the same guys over and over again because the numbers look good. It's like that. Yeah, Otani, devastating, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, tough scene. Yeah, I mean, started out terrible, and we're like all in the chat. We're like, this is over. This is, I mean, he had like, what, two home runs a minute and a half in? Yeah, he really choked early. It. it was bad. <laughs> ties it. That format stinks, by the way. Yeah, I, I, that's what we talked about in the shop. It's like, they're like, yeah, he's, he's the one seed playing Soto. I'm like, the seed? I'm like, I don't follow baseball enough. Why, don't we, why isn't it just a free-for-all? It's stupid because the, the seeding is based on total home runs this season. And then it's like cheating because Soto's missed a bunch of time. So he's an eight seed. Yeah, that's so dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> it, it should just be total. It should be literally like the top four. Everyone goes in the top four. That's exactly what it is. The, the time Agreed. limit 100%. thing is cool, though. The time limit is cool. Yeah. They need to do the time limit with the top four, top three, top two, or whatever. This overcomplication of everything is just. We would be remiss if we did not mention that the national is only two weeks away. It is two weeks away from today, and I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, it. we started this at five weeks. And we're like, wow, that's a long time. That's over a month, and here we are. I've been, I've been buying aggressively. Have you? That's a good job. Yeah. That's a good job. I need to have stuff. I feel like I'm in a good spot. I feel like I got action. I, feel like I got resources to acquire on site. Mm-hmm. The word on the street, not the word on the street, the facts of the matter are that a purple PSA 10 prism sold last night. For twenty grand, this one you were just talking about. Are you serious? The and his one one kaboom. His one one kaboom <laughs> did what? Twenty two. Did it do twenty two? Yeah, twenty. We have a friend who was looking for one. He was twenty two point yeah. one. I think is what it went for. Twenty two point two. The bases are going for like eleven. So with the national being two weeks away, what's what's the vibe going to be in Atlanta and Dallas? Strong, I think strong. You're eh? Why you think it's just a lot of feeling? So I went to Boston. And there was there was opportunity there, right? The, the question is, is like, are people looking to sell and have cash for the national or are people looking to buy and have inventory for the national? And I think a little bit of both. I think that'll be the indicator that I will be looking for when we're there is if are people clearing out money or clearing out inventory to get money so they can be active there or are they still holding? And I think that'll be a less than exciting sign for chicago if people are still going to sit on stuff generally speaking will prices be higher more higher if you're a seller are you pricing higher in dallas or at the national without this wait one more time he's like if you're a seller are you going to price it are you going to price it more now or like knowing you're going to take it to the national or do you want to price it more at the national because it is the national i would probably price it more at the national more volume of buyers yeah, just people more people just kind just of like people that are interested in being there. Pretty straightforward. Yeah, I think so too. Interesting. Everyone's going to be juicing like 25% over eBay, da-da-da. Gives great opportunity to 
sell some cards at good prices and make some good relationships. I will be interested. I think the bigger thing for me is maybe not necessarily the amount of inventory. Because I think if people are going to Dallas or going to Atlanta, they're going to be looking to make plays. But I'm more curious about the volume of people that are going to go. You're curious? I'm not sure there's going to be as many people that go to the show. Oh, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly on that with that. To Dallas and Atlanta? Well, Atlanta is a little combo, right? Atlanta's cards and sneakers. Yeah. I think there'll be people that are going to go. I mean, again, they're going to have a good amount of attendance. Mm-hmm. But two weeks before the national, I think there are people, like I know there are people that are like, hey, I'm just going to sit this out. I'm going to wait till the national. I'm not yeah, going to spend the sure. extra money. Like, it's expensive to travel. I think the good part about the Atlanta show is that I think there'll be good local foot traffic there. Agreed. So that's the that's the variable for Atlanta that's good. Dallas, I think the problem is there's been five of these now, and it'll be the usual people, and then people are heading excited for the national. So anyone who's going to travel to a show is going to travel to Chicago. They're not going to travel to Dallas. Interesting. Unless you're the Card Talk Pod Boys. Correct. <laughs> Should we fire a little Q&A? Let's do it. All right. So we have a ton of Q&A. Shout out to Jay for fielding some questions on IG. There is... 12 pages of them. Oh, we got a good amount. Let's fire away. The first question. How old are you guys? I can't tell if you're like 23 or 30. <laughs> it's a great question. I'm 45 in spirit. The answer is yes. The answer to that question is yes. That's correct. There's some questions on here. Here we go. We're just going to fire away. KJS Sports World Plus. Why talk down on hockey but talk up F1? Great question. Viewers. Great question. The number one reason for it is I like one more than the other one. The other answer is, like all kidding aside, the other answer is that I think F1 is an emerging market while I believe that hockey is more of a declining market. Mm. Yep. But the Disney thing, ESPN Disney thing, thing is big matter. and Connor McDavid is, a, is matters. If he can just get on a squad that has juice, he matters. It helps. But I, regardless, I think F1 is an emerging. So like I, I, we always lean towards emerging things. That just is what excites us more. Completely agree. And the world is becoming more global. That's why footy is coming to the U.S. More import. We're in a more, the U.S. is in more, I think, import phase than export phase. And we're importing proper football. We're importing F1. I don't know if yeah, we're exporting true. hockey out to the world. This is actually a question, right, that I have no, I, I would like to know where this came from. Because this predates card talk days. Oh, God. This is from Gilly the Kid 23. I thought you were going to ask this. Why is getting a car wash a must? The people need to know. I have no... What's what's your little car wash thing? Please explain. Dude, uh, this has been going on for years and it's the weirdest joke ever. (laughs) It's just... It's like, like, I don't know how it started, but like, I, I just... I posted like in my story, like I just post random stuff in my story and I'm just like posting like at the car wash and then somebody tagged me and I reposted it and then somebody tagged me the next day and I reposted it. I'm like, yes, like I love keeping my car clean. I, I have like a, a car wash pass. So I love going to the you car wash. You have a car wash pass? Yeah, it's like $32 That's the most month. Ryan Johnson thing I've ever heard it's in It's unlimited. So it's the, it's the best thing in the world. I love it. Like I literally in out. Are those nice. your guys? How many times a month do you go to the car wash? Um, not as many as you'd think. Like three? No, more. <laughs> Six times. Six times! Absolutely. I like going to the car wash. It's great. This is the best. Like, seriously. It only takes five minutes, and it's on my right, way to I haven't work. been to the car wash in four years. 
Yeah, but you don't drive a car in the city. I drive it every day. Oh, man, that's good stuff. You don't drive a car. I, I drive it every day. Too. By the way, on my way to work. By the way, I'm extremely pro car wash as well. I have a car. You need a car wash deal, bro. I have a car. I've gotten six car washes since like 2019. No, yeah, definitely six a month. All right, where, sure. where are you at on the interior? How often do they hit the hit it with the vacuum? Pretty consistently. Every time. No. Do you like a lot? Do you allow people to like have things in your car? Oh yeah, yeah. My car goes like it's not like perfectly clean all the time, but when it's like starting to get there, I'm like, yeah, we gotta go. Like you get yeah, crumbs in the keep seats. A clean guy. Yeah, like I um like I like keeping my car clean. Okay. Got it, Respect. but on the after fact, you don't be like, hey, you can't eat those McDonald's no, chicken nuggets no. and shotgun. No, that's silly. That's silly stuff. Got it. Those are the same people that like don't you let you wear shoes in the house. I'm not a big shoes in the house guy. So See, like me either. No. No. You don't See, wear shoes in the house, dude. No, that doesn't bother me. Put some socks. Very on. different. You get all your outside shit all over the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not like or get go, house playing shoes. in puddles or in like the mud. You're going to the car wash? <laughs> Yeah, there's all weird things on the floor at the car wash. Now they're in your living room. Do you have shoes on? Bedroom? Do you have shoes on right now? Absolutely. Oh my! Wow! <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you record the show with shoes on? Yeah, but like my shoes are clean. I keep my shoes clean. I take my shoes off like when we record the podcast together. Like that's where I'm at. Like, yeah. I can't even put on shoes for that. Oh shoes. no, shoes on. What about hotel all room? Time. You rocking shoes all in the, hotel the time? Room? Wow. Yeah, all the time. That is weird. Ryan, this is from X A S S A D. Oh, is DK Metcalf a good buy? Mm, I mean, it, it depends on like, do you believe in the Seahawks? Metcalf stuff went up a lot, right? So he's got to re- replicate that success to typically demand, you know, prices above what he's at now. Like his stuff's already pretty hot. Are you picking the Seahawks to win? Kyler's got some weapons. Kyler's got some, you know, some guys around him now. The uh, Rams got Stafford. Right. So like there's there's a lot of talent in that division. So if you're not picking them to win the the playoffs, I mean, I think Metcalf's great. I think Metcalf's the top guy. I'm just what has he got to do to continue to go up in the market? He's got to be Terrell Owens. K Hutch 013. This is this is sweet. We talk about this a lot. We can keep it brief, but I got to give K Hutch love because he's going to come by. Going to the Dallas show this weekend for my first sports show. Advice. First show. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it depends on like what you're trying to accomplish. I'd say cover the ground, meet everyone, try and look as a, at as much stuff as possible. Unless you are so confident, don't feel you need to make all your plays in the first hour. Like if you're going for a day, go in, link with people, catch vibes. If you want to buy a card, make sure you find it at another table to see where that secondary listing is. Yeah, but, don't, but also don't second guess yourself. Don't second guess yourself, but I think people can go in there and first thing they see, boom, they buy. And then it's like, why am I here? So like there's value to spending time. 95% of people who walk into a show for the first time like this person are going to buy one card the whole time they're there. If that. And if they're going to do it, I think if you do it in the first hour, then it's like, I'm just kind of hanging out, which is fine. But I think I've been a victim of overexcitement. Make a purchase could have saved 15% if I just took five more minutes. Slash, I don't actually want this card. Correct. <laughs> Buyer's remorse. No, for real. Yeah, oh, I saw the next thing I wanted a little bit more. Yeah. I like this one. So this is from Justin underscore Fields 513. It says, with Acuna hurt for the season, should you buy on the dip and prepare for next season? I'd wait a few weeks, and then I would, yeah. 
yeah we're not at the dip yeah we're not there yet we're in we're in the we're in the wait and see phase still yeah wait till october yeah i'm thinking like august september it's gonna get pretty ugly for him indian mamba indian underscore mamba 24 what was the card that got you started in this career and do you still have that card mine was the women's soccer right ty yeah it was probably a tobin heath 2019 donra soccer auto those were the days was it 2019 or 2018? 2018 Donner Soccer. It was real, yeah. Yeah, the World Cup autos. We were like, what? We found something? Yeah, we nailed it. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. That, and then the real, so my mini little quick story. When we went to National two years ago, I was like, why is no one talking about soccer cards? What's happening? What's going on? At the time, I think Ronaldo 9s were going for... Ronaldo 10s might have been sub 10K. There were plays happening. Then I'm like, Kylian Mbappe. I come across the sticker. I buy it for like 350 PSA 10 rookie sticker, $350. For perspective, what's it worth now? On the low end, 16 and a half, 17,000. Thousand? Yeah. Yeah, there's sales north of 20. And you didn't know that? He's no, taking I, don't, I don't follow like the sticker oh, stuff. that's an extremely yeah. rare card. Yeah. So I buy it for like 350 and I'm like, feeling good but that's like i'm like i just spent 350 dollars on this card it's crazy aj vaynerchuk pulls up on me he's like i'll give you 500 for it i'm like deal <laughs> sell it off immediately the card starts going for like 1300 14 i'm like i'm an idiot rebought the card at a much higher level so that card is very significant to me still have it i have a psa 10 it's not the one that i sold to aj though so I, I made sure that I had it because I needed it in the collection for this exact reason, but not the original. And I paid a much, I did not pay $350 for the one I have. Yeah. So when I got into it, it was, I was eight, nine at local mall, ripping packs, pulling stuff, looking for Donnie Nicky, right? A guy that went to Ohio State, graduated from the same high school as I did. I remember pulling like a Brad Banks jersey card was a quarterback from Iowa that year. Do not still have it, but like once I saw jerseys and autos, I was I was absolutely hooked. That that's what got me into it, but no, I don't still have anything from like really from that time period. Not a lot at least. Ryan R1 underscore. You can only collect running backs and tight ends or wide receivers. Which do you choose and why? Running backs and tight ends. Oh wow. Yeah, absolutely. Running backs and tight ends over wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Explain. I'd rather buy autos, uh, like like any. You're talking any all time. I believe. Yeah. I would much rather have Jim Brown, Peterson. Like I enjoy collecting like the running backs more than I do Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Calvin Johnson. I like collecting a lot of those guys, but to me, I'm taking Peterson, Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, Jim Brown, plus personal personal preference. Pl- yeah, a hundred percent. Plus Gronk, Gonzalez. Witten, some of the tight ends. Yeah, I just think wide receivers are like far more interesting. Like Randy, Jerry, yeah, T.O., like all Yeah, but I also think in modern, in like if you're saying, hey, active, like upcoming guys, wide receivers are not guaranteed a touch. Running back is the most replaceable position in football. We made Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was the darling of the NFL. That was a Donner's rated rookie for 50 bucks. But but seriously, like the running backs are extremely replaceable. Agreed. Yeah, but wide receivers aren't guaranteed touches. Yeah, I just think wide receivers DK are... DK Metcalf is. I think wide receivers are way more 
likely to be culturally stars. relevant. Yeah, I would go with running backs and tight ends for sure, for sure. Interesting. It's a good, it's a good question. I thought it was a fair question. I like I like what Tyler's doing where he doesn't have to answer any questions. He just asks them. I like this. I why well, I answered the question. I'm Wide receivers. You. No I'm doubt joking. about it. Trying to keep it moving. But what I was going to say is before we go off that, because I think his question might have been a little bit different slighted. Ryan, in your which do you think has a bigger long term market? Like, are you asking the same same, same thing? question? Yeah, because you're. It sounded like preference. You liked it a little bit more. You, you running backs. You're more bullish. I believe. On running yeah, backs. I believe in the running backs. Yeah, and. Something I want to note is because we've had it now a couple different times of, you know, when your mind, when you think about cards, when you think about this stuff, you're thinking about autos and patches, right? Like you, you very clearly shown to me that you just don't deal in base cards much nowadays. It just depends on what it is, right? Like 1958 tops Jim Brown rookie is like one of my favorite cards of all time. So yeah, I like that card, but yeah, if you're asking me, do I want a, low pop adrian peterson bowman chrome rookie refractor or an adrian peterson sp authentic patch auto i'll always take the patch auto like it just does so much more for me than like the 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 base rookie or the refractor again there's sometimes some instances where it makes sense right like you know drew Brees bowman chrome refractor that's a really cool card like sure i might want that versus a you know seventh year bowman sterling auto i think there's there's kind of case by case but to me it's a it, it i typically go down that road when we're comparing value, right? So it's like, hey, this rookie card sells non-autoed, sells for $500. Okay, well, in my mind, what can I get of the same person for $500? And oftentimes I can show myself, hey, there's a much cooler patch auto or a one-on-one auto or something different for that same price. That's where my head will typically lean. That's what I did with the Mahomes. That was literally my whole rationalization on the Mahomes. Base Prism was like, base prism was like 9K. And then the, the NT that I got was ten five. It was like about the same thing. Yep. And it's just just a much better card. Do you rye where? How much of a differing factor is on card versus sticker? Depends on like the card, right? Like how cool is the pat? Like if it's a is it like if it's just a sticker auto, not like a one on one, not a game use patch, something like that doesn't typically do as much for me. I mean, it depends on like the other factors of the card. Right. I definitely prefer on card auto for sure. Prefer on card auto, but you know, on card auto player worn jersey versus sticker auto game use patch. I'll take the game use patch. What do you think about ink? I think ink is the funniest thing that only card collectors care about, like red ink or blue ink or whatever. Whatever makes the whatever makes the card look better. It's so funny when people like care. I'm an aesthetics kind of guy on that. That's a big thing for baseball collectors. Really? Yeah, they think like red ink is a big deal. I think, yeah, Gary did a little couple different color ones when we did the tops thing. Yeah, we, we mixed a couple in. So I have a question here that I think it's interesting. It's from Hectech. It says, once grading goes to AI in the future, big assumption, and tens get harder. Not that big. Really? All AI. Not that big of an assumption. Interesting. I'm surprised by that. Once grading goes to AI in the future and tens get harder, is it smart to buy them now? It's smart to buy what now? AI-graded cards now? Tens. 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 They're saying they're going to be less available in the future. Well, no, because everyone's going to want it's the a AI. a really hard open question. Yeah, I think everyone's going to want the AI grade. Because once everyone figures out that's the right answer, that's what they're going to want. Well, that's like when I think about AI grading. Is that Could a company come up today? If HGA came out and said, we're doing AI grading, do you think all of a sudden people would care more about HGA grading? And PSA didn't. Isn't that whole? Isn't that HGA's whole model? What they? It's all AI grading. 
And I, mean, I don't know if it's all AI grading. I'm not. I, I have no idea. On HGA enough, I thought most of their grading was HGA or was was AI. Okay, so AI grading is here. Now, are people buying tens? Like, sure. It's just a hard question because I don't think people are just going to say, "Oh, the AI grading is more trustable." All of a sudden, unless PSA comes out and says we're doing AI grading, then they need to have some form of like differentiator between these Tyler. things or not. I think it's impossible if explained properly to the average collector, it's impossible for AI not to be the ideal situation. But branding. Like- of course, that's a big piece of it as well. If PSA said we're doing AI grading, everyone want the AI graded PSA 10. Like that's just a fact. But would PSA do that? Because what would happen to the rest of their cards? Consp- how about conspiracy brain? They want all the cards back so they can regrade them again. Uh, I don't. I think that's a. That, there's a lot of graded cards out there. <laughs> that's tough. But but wouldn't but then wouldn't you wouldn't okay so let's, now let's that's say just I have, an incredibly fragile. Like if they came out and said from this day forward all cards that we grade are going through a completely different process than the one we've gone through. But don't they do that anyway? AI grading when they go no when they go from a different from a grader to grader isn't it the same thing in terms of like it's different? Yeah, but that's the subjective nature and they train them and all that. I, I just don't know what the pre AI from PSA would look like. His question is, would they be worth more? That's his question. That's the question that just came in. If PSA said on January 1, 2022, every card that comes to our door is now AI graded. Does that make the current tens more valuable? You'd probably think no, right? If PSA that again, I don't think that's going to happen. When PSA is like 100% AI graded, if they did, yes, the current tens are less valuable than the AI ten. It removes all subjectivity. Why would they not do that? I'm with Tyler, where I, like it just devalues every single current card PSA's ever graded if they go to all 100% AI grading. But then wouldn't they say just send them back in? That's like, just like, well, what about like the Babe Ruth card that just sold for five million dollars? That's really good for PSA. They're not going to be like, send it back in. <laughs> yeah, we're going to give it a, a no. I, that's a whole Gosh. different kettle of words. <laughs> I, I just don't see it happening. That's why I say, I can either. another company come up and like do that? I think what the, a, the, great, the AI thing is going to be like trimming, regrading. Agreed. 100%. So the thing is, it's like you can't crack and resend. We, it's, yes. it's in the database. Like That's the great account. That's 100% happening too, for sure. I just don't foresee a world where all of a sudden it's like no humans are involved in this grading process, at least from an established brand like PSA. They have too much value in everything that exists. It's a, it's a great functioning business right now. Yeah, I think that's true. I guess it's maybe then maybe I have a weird reaction because to me, it feels like it's an inevitable shift. And so you're just sitting there saying to yourself, all right, am I going to regrade my cards or not? And if your cards are naturally going to be worth less because they're not AI graded, wouldn't you just send them in? Ty, let's let's get another question here real quick. Uh, if you could only collect one player, who would it be? This is from at the Cardboard Collaborative. If you could only collect one player, who would it be? Mine's, mine's Donnie Nicky, right? I've collected him since I was nine. Just kind of the story behind it. That, that would be mine. Not Not nearly as exciting. I would probably go either... Bregman or LeBron, no money. Like money, not money, not a factor. Like literally, I would, I would probably pick Bregman or LeBron. Ty Mbappe. Yeah, that's a good one too. 
So Ty, on that, who will win the World Cup next year? This is from Sports Card Apparel. World Cup predictions. Let's go. Who will win the World Cup next year? I will say France. France. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say France. Lou, who are you picking? Germany. Okay. Sneaky. That's a good pick. Kai Vert. France is the easy one. That's that's one I would Yeah. You would have to have to put up there. It's like picking um, the Patriots. Yeah, that's that's like picking LeBron. I mean it is. I'm gonna go England. England. Yeah, was, that's was the other pick. England's loaded. Yeah. Spain is sneaky. Belgium has a you know, it's their last gasp or they're finished for life. Argentina has no shot, right? Yeah, they have a shot. They'll have a shot. Last gasp, Messi. They've built a nice little squad around them now. I mean, Italy, like, is upset. If you're Italian and you're listening to this, you're like, really, guys? Another one from Sports Card Apparel is what's at the top of the three of your lists for the national? I'm going to assume for acquisitions. Mm-hmm. Like, if you could pick up three cards at the national, if you're like, hey, these are the three cards I could pick up, what would they be? Devin Booker, Purple Prism. <laughs> it's Devin Booker, Purple Prism. It's probably like a, a really cool Pulisic card ahead of what's coming there. And then, honestly, I'd like if like a graded video game or two. Some water stuff. Lou, any immediate thoughts? Yeah. LeBron Sweet Shots. Mm-hmm. Rookie? Yeah. Is that the white background joint that we were talking about? It's the one where he signs it on the he signs it on the basketball. It's on the ball. Gotcha. I think that's a cool card. And then I would do Lando Norris Dynasty, which is an. You F- see, Lando Norris got ran up on outside the Euro, the Euro Cup final. He got run up on like in a dangerous he got fashion. No, he got getting into way. his McLaren. Yeah, they stole his watch. That's so trash. He's the man, but that's devastating. But yeah, so Lando Dynasty, and then the last one would probably be oh. Altuve Bowman Chrome Autos. Nice. I'm um, like one of the cards on my list at this point, really like one of the cards I really want to get. Like, and I'm going to have to sell some good stuff to get it, but I want a 52 mantle of some grade. That's like really like the peak sports card. It's fire. So being able to get one of those would be, it would be, I respect that. Kind of like my, one of my grails. I'm with Tyler on some sort of really cool Polisic. I've got a couple now, but like a really cool Polisic is definitely on my list. Outside of that, I don't know. I would have to think about this. Jordan LeBron auto is going to be like, I don't have, I've got autos of LeBron, autos of Jordan, but I don't think there's a ton of duels, triples, like uh, a duel of those two probably would be up there. I'd have to think about that, that that third one in terms of like something unique, right? Like I like Lou's play about the the dynasty auto, right? Something of somebody that doesn't have a ton of cards, like a one of one cut auto of somebody like, Back in the day, I used to own a Tupac Shakur 101 cut auto, like something super unique of somebody that doesn't have a lot of cards, like something rare like that would be something like I would I would enjoy picking up. Very unique, something you're not going to see a lot of and probably only one or two people in the entire show would have one. You do a really good job at that when I watch you at shows. You always come back with something that's like random but fire. And I'm like, how'd you even, where'd that one even yeah, come something from? Like, something like that. Yeah. Ward Cards asks... Most undervalued card slash player in the hobby. Under reward? Is that the word you used? Uh, undervalued card slash player. It's a very hard question. It's like a black hole of thought. But those are the best kind. I mean, I guess you can argue that it's like McDavid or something like that. I like McDavid. McDavid. You guys were as in hockey earlier. <laughs> <laughs> God. I think it's Steph Curry. Yeah. Uh, Steph Curry or Tom Brady? 
Brady is the answer for me. I pick Brady. Steph Curry or Tom Brady. Those are the two answers. Yeah. Brady's career accomplishments compared to LeBron and Jordan, some of what those cards sell for, Brady's up there. But Tyler and I agree on this so much. Like Steph Curry's long-term popularity will far exceed 99.999% of all athletes. I think Steph Curry's popularity long-term is wild. I agree. Yeah, I've actually, as an update to last week's conversation, I've definitely adjusted my opinion. And I think I would probably want to step over that stuff over anything. But yeah, the Brady auto situation is yeah insane. The price of his autos compared to LeBron and MJ are agreed out of whack. So one of the questions, because I want to kind of go away with a question because I want to ask Lou's opinion. It's from Dunks Unlimited. It says, can we talk more about Otani, please? Otani or Herbert, both PSA 10. The first part of the question, let's talk about Otani. I am, I've been very open. I'm not a baseball guy. Doesn't, it doesn't intrigue me really. We had a conversation in shop about it yesterday. Like what he's doing is wild and beyond fascinating. Can I tell you guys how my brain works? And this is going to, this is going to help people understand me as a person. And people are going to think I'm stupid for this. What I saw ESPN do with Otani yesterday annoyed me on a level that is hard for me to fully explain. Was he like a demigod? He might as well have been a fucking alien coming down to save the planet the way they talk about this guy. That you you would have thought the home run derby was over last night after he got eliminated. I think actually someone actually said it feels like the, the, the home run derby is over. Yeah, Soto won. It was over. No, no, yeah, no. It wasn't even that Soto ended, won. Yeah. It was that Otani lost. <laughs> and he's batting first and he's pitching. And like that part's cool, but it's like enough. Because I know what they're doing. Everyone knows what they're doing. And it's annoying. But he did it. He did do it. He's awesome. It's crazy. Batting first, pitching, leading the league in home runs, like wild. Where does he sit as an actual statistical pitcher in the league this year? Pretty good. So, Lou, does he have any shot to win MVP, batting record, or, or a home run home run race, like Cy Young? Like, is is are multiple thing multiple things possible? He's not going to win the Cy Young. MVP is probably out because Angels are trash, right? But here's the thing. They're going to market him to the moon. So, like, it wouldn't surprise me. Leading the league in homers. So he could that 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 feels like leading the league in homers. He has an incredible batting average. He has a really good ERA. Not an incredible batting average, a really good batting average, a really good ERA. He's he's a really good player. He's extremely good. He's he's going to be the talk of these shows. 100 percent. But then here's the other thing, right? Like, we can't ignore the fact that he's been hurt a lot. So pre this season, though, yeah, he's he's been healthy through this season, right? Other than like the first, I'm, I'm saying this season he was hurt last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I remember his stuff going into that national, like when that Bowman Chrome Super Auto was pulled. Like Otani's mm-hmm. stuff when he was a rookie was wild. Super like hot. think Zion pre Zion, like super hot. It was, and then he got nuts. remember he got hurt and he was the injury prone. Agreed, guy. that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then yeah. his stuff dipped a lot. So well, because he, because everyone was like, oh wait, he actually hasn't done anything. Yet. Sure. I think he's extremely talented. Lou, five years from now, mm-hmm. Soto, I would assume it's going to be like Soto, Vlad, Otani, Tatis, Acuna. Face of baseball. Tatis. I would agree. I think Tatis is an unbelievable player. He's so electric. He's really good defensively, which is like sneaky. And he's really good at bat. And I know that Otani is a thing. It feels a little flash in a panty, so we'll see what happens. That said, I'm a huge fan. I also was loving last night 
seeing Soto, Tatis, and Vlad Jr. just <laughs> yeah. like buzzing around. That got me so fired up. They the three out. of them just the three of them just hanging is very interesting to me. I gotta get there with baseball. It's so I I decided last night that sitting along the baseline for home run derby is like a life event that I need to yeah, be there for. Because it looks like the coolest thing of all time. I just love footy so much. I get it. I love. Baseball. Here's a good question. It's from Javi1338. Have sports shows being every week hurt eBay comps? Question. And then it says less. Like card shows? Yes. And then less people buying on eBay? Question mark. Definitely not less people buying on eBay. That's a few fish in a massive pond. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. That's the classic. You have a little. You have a little in-person interaction and then you think that applies to the world and that's not how it works. you meet one person they have a take and you think that the rest of the internet feels the same way yep you're like oh this card sold the show for xyz so ebay's wrong it's like no correct yeah yeah there's a lot of people that go to those shows there's a lot of people that will be at the national it won't be a tenth of the amount of people that collect cards i saw a sign on ebay yesterday that said like don't ask me about comps and like that's cute but like how else are we supposed to determine how much it costs <laughs> <laughs> It's like saying when you go to a car dealer, like, don't ask me about the Kelly Blue Book. It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> what matters more? From Brian underscore 15 L. What matters more, pop or gem rate? Gem rate. I think gem rate matters a lot more because pop can be exploited. I think it starts with pop, though, because does gem rate, gem rate matter on Luca Base Prism? I think it starts with gem rate, then goes to pop. Correct. Because if there's... 5,000 graded, only one's a 10, the gem rate is going to play a bigger role than the pop, right? But if there's 15 graded and eight of them are sevens, then pop matters. It also depends on the type of card it is. I'm going to go, I would, I would, I would go with gem rate on this. Can you go with the old, the old both? It's a little bit of both, but I think pop rate can be exploited. Gem rate cannot be exploited. Uh, wait, I take it back. It can. So I don't know. Yeah. It's a good question. Makes you think. Yeah, they're both factors in the equation. I hate thinking. It's like work-life balance. You need a little bit of everything. More life. Sports card sharks. Will you be going for quantity or quality at the national? I can't decide what to do. Both. I'm all for opportunity. If it's five thousand five dollar cards, and there's an opportunity, there's a play to be made. Out. It depends who you are. I'm not a person who has the time. Agreed. A hundred percent. Or interest to do that. So I have to go quality. Yep. I used to think that it was quantity, but I think it's quality for me. How about the double up play, though? I feel like that's something I've kind of picked up over the years. It's just like if you believe in something and you can buy two of it. Two, yeah. Agreed. Oh, that is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you believe in something wholeheartedly, buy three. One when it peaks, one when you're, you know, when it goes up a little bit more. And the third one, you can just sit and let it let it appreciate. Yep. Yep. And then if it goes the other way and you need to dump one, you like right that. when you yeah. see the sign. I know that's and- something Lou has always talked about. We've talked about that on so many episodes. Like, and I, Lou's just the one that's always brought it up, like believes in something and never ended up buying one or two of them. And I just remember Lou talking all yeah. about it. So anytime that I, I believe in something, I'm all for it. I think we're about to get out of Q&A. I wanted to bring up something about long-term investments. And this is like obviously a very extreme example, but I think it applies. And I think it's something to think about. Did you guys see the PSA 10 mantle that is at the All-Star is that All-Star weekend? Yeah. The one that had like a presidential like uh valet yes, service one. delivery. Yes, yep. that one. Number 1, it has that little diamond sticker on it, kind of silly, but number 2, 
I believe that guy bought it in 1996 for a couple thousand dollars. And it's now worth upwards of 20 million. Good for you. So I I would like people to keep that in mind. 160K? Yeah. I thought it was a lot less than that. Even so. Even so, I would like for people to consider the fact that when we're talking about these rare cards, we're talking about guys like, uh, I'm going to say Lewis Hamilton. He's not to the level of Mickey Mantle, but that's what a type of thing I'm talking about. We're talking about greats in all these sports. All of these opportunities still exist when you consider the macro game of cards, collectibles, investing. So I just wanted to bring that up. Last question. What do you think will be popular or the most in demand at the national? Card or sport or baseball? Yeah, I think I think football. Quarterbacks and all-time guys. I do think baseball will be sneaky. Really? I think there's some interest in baseball that exists. Well, I just think generally also it's the biggest. Like there's more people there off the back of baseball than the rest. Also think soccer will be a play. I was in Boston and there were a lot of people asking about soccer. A lot of people. I'm not saying it's one on top of my list or that it's the best buy in the world. Just I was in Boston for two days for that show and there were a lot of people asking about soccer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. appreciate everybody that submitted questions. But before we go, latest launch. It's actually a decent week this week. There's a lot of good stuff coming up. You got Chronicles Racing. Donruss Elite Football, Gypsy Queen Baseball, Topps Museum Baseball, Archive Signature Series Retired Player Edition, and Topps U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Team and Hopefuls. So, that's interesting. Olympic Hopefuls. So there could be guys in this who's not in the Olympics, or guys and girls in it this year that are not in the Olympics that are in the next Olympics? That's sneaky. Could be a sneaky A lot of baseball. Elite like football, typically the first product with pro jerseys. Something on people's radar, especially as we're getting close to the national. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields in their pro jerseys. How will that affect card prices at the national? What are people going to be looking for? Will that hurt the college stuff going into the shows? You got Dallas, Atlanta, and Chicago in the next two weeks. Something to keep in mind. I might go deep on Zach Wilson. I will not be doing that. You buying a lot of Mac Jones, right? No. Unfortunate. Now watch, he'll come out and succeed in that Patriot system, right? I mean Probably not. Mm, probably. Kind of got a dopey coach. More wins than the Jets, though, for sure. That's not saying much. <laughs> I have a good sign off. From Carta underscore Maglia. Is Ryan the new footy specialist on the show? Question mark. Calling Italy like a boss. That's not true. I didn't pick Italy. I picked England. Lou I picked, picked Italy. Italy. Lou picked Italy. I picked England versus Italy. I was the only one that picked the correct matchup. But shout out to Jay for jinxing it and posting it early saying I, I'm unbelievable at picks. And then England loses. Good work, Jay. Jay almost got a full episode of No Slander. And here we are. I knew we had to end it somehow. <laughs> See you, gang. See you, guys. Peace. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.